Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA. It is almost midnight on Tuesday night. We're out of we're out of sync and out of order and out of sorts. And we're not even having as bad of a day as the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think this counts as an emergency pod, but we thought it would be good to talk about it. So good Wednesday to everybody. Joining me from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, where we had a little interesting action today, is Tim Bunteps. Nothing going on here, fellas. Nothing at all. Certainly no punishments from anybody, that's for sure. Uh, I just want you to know, Mr. Van McMahon, joining us from Dallas, wants you to know, Bontemps, he is in no mood about this. And I ain't, I ain't, I ain't backing him down. Well, listen, um, let's just start this off on a pleasant note and let's congratulate Steve Nash for getting the hell out of that miserable situation <laughs> and getting paid for the rest of the season. Like, this I is actually, a happy day. Come on, man. I actually think Steve Nash probably had a pretty good afternoon because Tottenham yeah. had a huge comeback victory in the Champions League to advance out of the group stage. And uh, final seconds goal in stoppage time to get the number one seat out of the group. And I know Nash loved it. So. Well, and I don't know if he actually watched the Bulls Nets where the uh, Bulls and Karma made a comeback for a win in that game. <laughs> but if he did, I bet you he enjoyed Kyrie's performance because Kyrie uh, pooped the bed, to put it politely. Pooped the bed right there on national TV. Would we... We're not going to get his explanation of that bed pooping because the Nets aren't letting Kyrie talk to the media right now because he can't be trusted to do anything but make a complete ass of himself. Well, he's certainly there. You know, he's not apologizing either. I mean, I don't even he's not, you know, backing, you know, he, he did delete the tweet, but let's just we'll get to that in a second. Bontemps, you were at Sean Mark's press conference today. Now, I'm going to say that in the last 13 months, Sean Marks has had to give a lot of high-stress press conferences, dating back to when he announced that the way we're not going to you know, go the, the uh, home road situation with uh, Kyrie. Or what have they all had to do with? The majority, right. the vast majority of them. The vast majority have been one guy who is constantly, despite being extraordinarily talented, he's constantly on the wrong side of the pain in the ass to production ratio. And he's producing a lot, which tells you a lot about it. Yeah, he's producing a lot, except for tonight, and it's still not even close. He had four points tonight. It was his worst offensive game as a net, and he had been red hot. All right. I want to take us. I want to go to the press conference. Mm -hmm. Temps. You know how much I have talked about how ridiculous I think the Nets have been publicly over the last couple of years. And for the most part, Steve Nash was the guy who had to come out there and slap lipstick on a pig over and over and over. Steve Nash wasn't there to kick around anymore. So out comes Sean Marks, who I have, I'd like to have empathy for because I realize how challenging and how hard this is to to face this but i just can't quite bring myself to get there because of the way that they have handled themselves as an organization 
tell me about being there for the press conference before we get into actually what's going on. Cause I just think this press conference is where we got to start. Well, I mean, it's an extension of the entire ridiculousness that this franchise has been for four years now. I looked up a story I wrote in May of 2019. The story headline was Kyrie Irving's failed leadership tells the story of the Celtics failed season. That was after the Celtics immolated themselves that entire season. They were supposed to take over the Eastern Conference from the Cleveland Cavaliers, go to the NBA Finals. It was going to be the next dominant franchise in the league. Frankly, the reason I moved to Boston and came to ESPN was our bosses were convinced they were going to be a dynastic type of team. Instead, they completely imploded. Kyrie led the charge there. Then he leaves town, comes here to Brooklyn to team up with Kevin Durant. And from the moment he got here, it was going to be a disaster. Said it from the beginning. There was no way you can win with this guy. And for the last four years, it has been an unmitigated disaster, culminating in today, Sean Marks sitting at this press conference, not one time, as I'll get to in a minute, saying that Kyrie did anything wrong. Not one time saying that Kyrie needs to learn anything. At one point, he said, everyone needs to learn from this. I don't really know what everyone needs to learn from this. I'd say one person needs to learn some things from this. And to sum things up, to McMahon's point, he kept talking about how they're working with the Anti-Defamation League to figure out where to go from here, what the next steps are. So I said to Sean Marks, I said, well, John, why, if you're working with the Anti-Defamation League to figure out mm-hmm. what the next steps are, why is Kyrie Irving playing part of that? Why was the decision made that it's okay for him to play while you're trying to figure this out while he, you know, instead of saying, hey, why don't you take a break? Let's figure out what's going on. Let's figure out how to proceed. Sean Marks' answer to that question in part was, he did not do media last night. He's not going to do media tonight. At some point, he will come up here and do media again. But I think at this point, we don't want to cause more fuss right now, more interaction with people. So the point guard of Brooklyn Nets cannot be trusted to interact with people in a public setting. That's where we're at with the Brooklyn Nets. Well, I, I hope they change his, his Twitter and Instagram passwords too then because, you know, you can keep him away from the microphones, but he's still going to have his platforms. And it's 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 an embarrassment. It's just an abs- – the, the Nets are an absolute embarrassment to the NBA. And Kyrie is a primary reason for that. And it, it was all predictable. Now, look, is this a risk that I think the vast majority, if not every team, would have taken to sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to get that kind of influx of superstar talent, knowing, hey, there's going to be some headaches that come along with it, but boom, it's an instant contender. I, I, I think maybe every franchise would have taken this risk, uh, if not every one, certainly the vast majority of them, but the Nets knowingly sold their soul when they did that and let them bring along DeAndre and, and, you know, just, and, you know, Kyrie's just been a clown the whole time. It was completely predictable. He was a disaster in Boston. He was a disaster then in Cleveland. And we'll see how the rest of this season plays out. Um, we'll see what kind of suitors he has this summer. I wouldn't take him on a minimum deal because when you get Kyrie, yeah, he's going to score and he's going to create chaos. The chaos will be constant, and who knows how often he's actually going to show up uh, on the floor. But, you know, look, if if this was Kessler Walker, do you think he'd be at the arena? Walker Hell Kessler. No. 
that uh, who's the one? I'm sorry, Kessler Kess, Edwards. Kessler Edwards. <laughs> we're, we're, combining, we're combining three people into one. <laughs> Look, if it was if it was Royce O'Neal, if it was Joe Harris, anybody but Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, the Nets would not. They there would have been some serious disciplinary action, just like there was with Myers Leonard in Miami. Uh, despite the fact that Myers Leonard was extremely apologetic, that was a career ender, but it was a career ender because he was a very replaceable player. The Nets clear are like, Hey, we can't replace Kyrie. We've just got to live with whatever chaos he, he, uh, brings to us and sit up there and, and spin it and look completely foolish doing so. I think at this point, we don't want to cause more fuss right now. More interaction with people. Mm. I mean, talk about feckless. Well, no, let's take this one step further. Sean Marks today never said the following: "What Kyrie Irving did was wrong." The Brooklyn Nets well, put out. They, a statement. I guess. I guess they put out well, some statement. The Brooklyn Nets put out a statement the other day. What did it not include in it? Kyrie Irving's name. The what only person say? who's mentioned the look, the, the players association, the NBA, well, the only right. person who's mentioned his name while blasting this stuff has been the owner. Right. Who also then said it was bigger than basketball, but then did nothing about Apparently it and not. allowed him to continue playing basketball. But yeah, the NBA puts out a statement. His name isn't mentioned in it. Mm. So that he did anything wrong isn't mentioned in it. It's just anti-Semitism is bad. Yeah, no kidding. Anti-Semitism is bad. Maybe you should say this guy screwed up. The PA, where he's a vice president, says nothing. Puts out a statement days later. Yeah. No name in it. Nothing in it. The Nets put out a statement. No name in it. Nothing in it. Anti-Semitism is bad. I'm glad we all agree anti-Semitism is bad. That seems to be the end of where this all is. We, well, no, we it, don't all agree. Kyrie Irving well, does not fair agree. Enough. He, fair enough. Fair enough. He's not apologizing. He's, he's I, wanting to spread more conspiracy theories. I just find it unbelievable that we're several days into this thing now. And say, without even getting into the, should he have been punished? What should the punishment have been? Set all that aside. No one with any party here, no party here has said what Kyrie ever did was wrong. At all. I just find that truly remarkable. And when you use the word feckless, Brian, I think it sums up the way everyone has reacted to this thing from the beginning. It's just, it's absolutely absurd. Listen, I really, when, you have, when you have a two and six team, you've got to, you know, you've got to roll with the punches. You got to live with whatever chaos there is. I mean, shoot, you're two and six, man. I mean, boy, if you get rid of Kyrie, they might be one and seven or something. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts 122 million for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. I really don't want to sound like this guy. I really didn't. I didn't like people who did this when I was younger. I'm sorry. Can you imagine if David J. Stern Mm. was still running the NBA? And we're not talking about, I'm not talking about Walter Kennedy, 1967. Talking about within the decade. Even if David J. Stern was still alive and consulting Adam Silver, can you imagine? I do not think that this would be handled this way. And uh, the Nets, you know, today wasn't really about that. It was about their coaching change. But the Sean Marks had to get up there and answer questions and how he handled the Kyrie questions were just, I mean, if you're a Nets fan, how, what do you feel? Well, and, and, and it's all intertwined. Look, is Steve Nash a good coach? I have no idea because you can't coach that team. It doesn't matter what was the game plan. It's whatever the hell Kyrie and Katie decide to do. I mean, and they sit there and tell you, Hey, we don't really have a head coach. We're the coaches, you know, Jock Vaughn can be the coach, Who, uh, whoever the hell. Like there, there was no respect there. He had no kind of authority. It was, I mean, it's just, it, it really is a complete joke of a franchise and it just, they, they had to, they keep on digging and digging and digging and look, Kyrie's unreliability. That's a factor in why they mortgage their entire draft future to go get James Harden. And now look what they've got. They've got the carcass of Ben Simmons. And the Rockets own their draft, for, you know, for years to come. It, it, it's just committing to Kyrie Irving has absolutely torpedoed that franchise. Now, the, you can say, well, if they don't commit to Kyrie, they don't get KD. And you know what? If KD's toe's not on the line, maybe they go on and win a championship, although he's acknowledged how out of gas he was. Uh, this was a championship or bust thing, and they're dealing with the bust part. The championship right, something else. didn't come and something never else. will. Sean Marks. So the, the NBA season is two weeks old. My God, it feels like it's more. Two weeks old tonight. Okay. Started on 18th of October, Tuesday. Sean Marks was asked when when these conversations with Steve Nash, because very clearly they didn't decide to fire Steve Nash Tuesday morning. Right. They they this has been in the works for some time. On temps, how long did Sean Marks say, again, I have no choice but to use his words, how long did he say this was under discussion? You're putting me on the spot here, but I believe he said Brian, seven that it was a week to, to 10, 10 days. Seven to 10 days. That is the correct. The season is 14 days old. This is the 14th day of the season. Well, it's it's a good thing. They really, boy, they, they really stood up to, to Katie and Kyrie this summer. Nope. We're not, we're not firing Steve Nash. We're sticking to our guns. That's our coach. That's our guy. Boy, I tell you what, this talk about showing some backbone, man. 
Woo. And they've already, apparently, according to Woj and others, but, you know, when Woj says it, it's right. That, you know, they're lining up Ime Udoka. And look, I, that, in a vacuum, I get it. Um, I'm going to go to something else he said. And this actually, um, you know, it's not, it's not all the time that I feel like they're being honest, as you know. But um, this I'd one, I'm going to say their give, honesty ratio is pretty similar to Kyrie's field goal percentage tonight. Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that this is honest here. So he was asked, uh, Sean was asked, does he still believe this can be a championship season? And he said, um, I'm going to be honest. I was always good when somebody says that. Um, he also earlier said, we're not, he also earlier said, we're not trying to co- cover anything up. And I was like, Ooh, Oh, sure. Never good when not. you say that. I'm going to be honest. We have a window here. And when we have this group of players and this salary cap, and we and where we are and where we hope to get uh, and where we are and we hope to achieve that I think we've all seen what's happened over the course of the last few years. There's been plenty of teams that at one point looked a certain way and made some moves and they changed. We hope to be one of those teams. So what he's basically saying is, we're in, you know, you've heard that phrase, we're in for a penny, we're in for a pound. They're in for a ton, in for a metric ton. And basically it was the reason that they decided not to trade Durant and ride it out. And it's the reason that I assume they're continuing to hold their nose with Irving. And it's the reason why they went out and are getting Ime Udoka and we'll probably never get an honest answer, but I suspect that the pretty soon after Ime Udoka was iced by the Celtics for the season, that the Nets were considering whether they should hire him. Because I'm not reporting that to be clear, but again, Sean Marks is on the record as saying seven to 10 days. And look, the decision wasn't made today on the 14th day. The decision was at least made last night on the 13th day. So seven to 10 days. Come on. Well, look, Sean, Marks began, Sean Marks began the press conference talking about how he's best friends with Steve Nash and they have this great relationship and it goes back 20 years and that'll continue after he's here. So one of two things happened. Either... Sean Marks has decided he and his best friend or good friend, Steve Nash, decided to part ways this morning. And now they've started vetting mm-hmm. the Ime Udoka situation. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's made it clear they're going to hire somebody quick. So if they, you know, assuming, I mean, Adrian supporting is rock solid. I'm sure he's right. Assuming they hire Udoka before Friday's game against the Wizards, that means they'll spend about three minutes vetting the situation in Boston. Or... He's been vetting him for some time now while hmm. they've had a coach. Either Tough way, one to figure out. Either way, it's a great situation. Just and by great. the way, if Sean Marks is so tight with Steve Nash, he should have fired him this summer and done him a damn favor. Don't make him go through training camp with all this chaos and this ridiculousness and have to coach his team for seven games. I mean, I'm pretty sure Steve Nash would have reached a mutual decision this summer. I'm pretty sure he'd had his full and – you know, like, man, make a hire quit. Poor Jock Vaughn. His beard had no gray in it before he was named the interim coach. Now there's like just like big old splotches of gray. The guy's aging like wild. I mean, it's unbelievable. Get get him out of there. Don't do this to Jock Vaughn. Get, get a coach in there. Let him slide back to 
not have to, you know, at least deal with the Fridells of the world. <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. H-O-O-P. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. In a vacuum, if you're taking a guy like Steve Nash, who is a Hall of Famer, but has never been treated as a Hall of Famer by the guys on his roster, from my vantage point, uh, and other folks who are close with Steve Nash, who were who I talked to today, who were completely relieved that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Talked to one guy who's you know very close with him. He's like, oh my god, he can get his quality of life back. We're so relieved. Um, but in a vacuum, Steve Nash, it wasn't working. I think we can agree with that. Mm-hmm. And the ability to hire a guy like Ime Udoka in the midst of a season, who has a you know, not only has a a um, a foundation with these players because he was an assistant in Brooklyn two years ago, but is sort of the opposite end type of uh, guy as opposed to Steve Nash, who is going to come in and, in theory, based on the way he handled his um, his job with the Celtics, um, get into players, uh, verbally hold them accountable. Um, you know, in theory, this actually is a pretty strategically sound move because you're going and getting a guy that you normally would never be able to get a guy with this familiarity and this quality. Right, But wait a second, but wait a second, but wait a second. Why are they able to get him now? That's what I'm saying in a vacuum, but we ain't in a vacuum. We're not in a vacuum. And by the way, in a vacuum, Ime Udoka shouldn't take this job. Like, uh, you know, any coach of, of, uh, who has a solid resume mm-hmm. and, and would have options shouldn't take this job. They don't defend a lick. And if, you know, if slash when Kyrie gets through this controversy, there'll be something else or there'll be a sprained ankle. Um, and they, they can't, they just can't defend they're, 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 you know, well, this is what's laughable to me. People keep acting like Ime is going to walk in. And these guys are going to start guarding people. They have no size and they have no defensive talent. Like coaching uh, and, and isn't going to fix that. And their defensive talent, their quote unquote all defensive caliber player, uh, Ben Simmons now his knees acting up. Like he looked oh, like man, a shell of himself. Like the whole, I mean, come on, man. That is worrisome, man. You know, because what ends up happening when you hurt your back, 
I'm not a biomechanical engineer, biomechanic uh, guy, but when you hurt your back, you end up, other stuff goes wrong, you know, and that is really worrisome. He's dealing with a knee injury. When you're two weeks, same with, you know, I said about this on the pod earlier, about Anthony Davis. I'm worried about him with the back injury. He has, his back was bothering him in training camp. He didn't hurt his back when he made that dunk in Denver. So I'm worried about his back and I'm worried about um, Ben Simmons, you know, what's going to happen with him. And, you know, I mean, I have seen crazy stuff happen in the league. You know, I've seen teams under 500. What were the Celtics last year, Bontemps, in December? I mean, they were they were they were a game under 500 in late January. They also had the fifth best defense in the league at that point. Well, and also, also, Bomb Temps moved out of Boston, and then things started really clicking for the Celtics. I don't think we can. I don't think we can overlook that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, listen, I they were they were rolling before I moved, but uh, Mm, but I'm not not so sure about that. I think they caught wind that you were leaving, and then things started going well. That could be the case, but but listen, I we also just need to say, how do you feel right now if you're a Jewish female employee of the Brooklyn Nets? Or a Jewish female fan of the Brooklyn Nets. Honestly, like, how do you feel if you're a fan of the Nets? Period. They are the well, least but I, but being, but teams being, in the NBA by far. I understand, though, but I'm just saying it's this is this is a just a ridiculous situation. Yeah, the, so the one thing the Nets right. needed is another scandalous figure for sure. That, I, I mean, mean it's just let, let, let's just add, let's just add to the heap of the steaming heap of crap that you have for this franchise that's what i'm saying in for a in for a ton in for a metric ton like they're like I mean, all they, right yeah just like full heel let's just do it let's just do it but it's one thing to do that it's another thing to show no integrity well and i just keep well, now, going now, back now, to, now they're I doing their due going, diligence i just keep going back to the fact that the general manager of the brooklyn nets sat on the podium today and when asked why have you not sent your player away from your team in the middle of all this going on his response was, in part, we can't trust this guy to interact with people. Like, well, that, that, is, that, that is such a stunning – I understand. I mean, listen, we've all been around Kyrie. We know the deal. But the fact that that's the response, we cannot I'm, trust this guy to not make this an even bigger mess. And, and that that's is all an you example. Need to know. That is an example of honesty. That's an example of honesty. The other reason why haven't you sent him away, the, the honest answer is because he averages 30 a game, or at least he did before tonight. Because I mean, we've already just, sold, we've already sold our soul to this star duo, and you know we we're, we're clinging to hope that it might actually work. It's just you know, it's unbelievable. You, it's all unbelievable to me. And I keep going back to the what, statements. It's unbelievable that nobody has said this guy did something wrong. Nobody, nobody's acknowledged that he did anything. Joe Sy did, but but that's it. But then he said it's bigger. But then he said it's bigger than basketball, and the basketball is the only thing that's continuing. Exactly. I mean, it's well, just it's uh, just mind blowing to me. The um, so so Wednesday will be the sixth day since Kyrie made the post. Nets are off. I don't see Kyrie calling a press conference to invite anybody in. I would agree. Thursday, Thursday will be the seventh day. That's a practice day. So I don't know. I suppose he, in theory he could talk then, but you know, we're six and days in off. Washington, then they're in Washington on Friday. Right. So, but so my my point is like, how many days? Or are you going to let it go while this gets discussed? But um, 
you know, earlier this week, I'm watching the Jazz play, and their fans are um, absolutely over the moon right now because they had, you know, rock bottom expectations, and they're watching them play like this great selfless basketball. And they're overachieving. You know, they come to watch, you know, John Morant. They probably, most of those fans, when they bought those tickets, unless they were jazz season ticket holders or whatever, they thought, well, we're going to go watch John Morant. And they come to watch John. John was great. I think he had 37. But then they see this amazing Utah performance. They see these, the ball zips around. And uh, um, it's just, you see this happen in the NBA where teams that have low expectations overachieve and their fans are euphoric. And it's like, a, it's like uh, the NBA at its best. Uh, you know, the, I don't think the Jazz are going to be there in the end, but what a great environment. It's a fun story. Fun story. That's the way the Nets used to be. Mm-hmm. The Nets used to be like that. They were like that not too long ago. And Joe Sy loved that team. You know, Joe Sy is, you know, his favorite sport is lacrosse. And he's talked and written about the, the way teams in, in lacrosse play together. And that's what he, you know, that's what he, you know, loved with the Nets. And, you know, yeah, they were, you know, fighting for the eighth seed or whatever, but their fans loved the team and they appreciated it. And it was one of the reasons that Durant wanted to go there was because he was like, look at the way they played. Kenny Atkinson had him playing hard. And like they, you know, his his last year, his last full year there, they turned it around at midseason and really had a great run. How can you feel good about this team? How can you go and get excited about this team? Just, you know, even owning it. How can Joe Sy feel good? And by the way, do you know how much this is costing him? Their payroll is $185 million. Their tax bill is $108 million. This is a more than a quarter billion dollar team this year. The, the team is losing money. They got under 6,000 season tickets, says the New York Post. Lowest in the league. They're taking a bath financially on this team. And this is what you have. I mean. And they still can't take a stand with this guy. After all that. And he, even, even just to say he did something wrong. By the way, there will be more time elapsed from the start of the season to when the Nets play the Celtics the first time than from today since when Ime Odoka was suspended by the Celtics. Just to show you sort of how insane this entire process is likely going to turn out. I mean, I guess he may have to take this job because I don't know what his future might've been. Although if the Nets got comfortable hiring it, I guess another team could have, but how does he may look at what happened? Is Steve Nash coaching in the NBA again, even if he wanted to I don't know. really hard. I don't know. This entire thing is just, this entire thing is, it's like McMahon said at the beginning, this entire thing is just completely embarrassing for the NBA. It's embarrassing to be associated with the NBA. It's embarrassing for the NBA. It's just, it's just an absolute joke. Yeah. And every like the Kyrie stuff takes it to a completely different level. But how embarrassing was it this summer when KD, before his four year deal even kicks in, is, is requesting a trade? And you have that whole saga. I mean, the, the Nets, it has just been I wanna, one thing after and by the way, they and by the way, these guys run the franchise right into the ground. Well, and by the way, we should also say kudos to our guy, Nick Cordell, who did a stellar job of doing his job the other night and is the only person in the entire country who has held this guy to any sort of account on this. He caused a fuss. Caused no more. Fuss. They don't want more interactions with yeah. Cordell. Yeah, the issue, don't, 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 yeah cause a fuss. 
unlike yeah. everybody else, he actually is going to make Kyrie respond and, to and, what and, he and, and Kyrie. I mean, it's just a complete clown. Sh- like I get not letting him talk to the media because it is an absolute clown show. What do you mean? I promote it. Can I just tell you something? If I post a link on my Twitter feed, I am promoting that. I am promoting it. I will post a link to this podcast. I am. That is a promotion of this podcast. It's not complicated. And then Kyrie's whole thing of first, you know, oh, I've got all this influence. And then you guys are, you know, trying to give me this. It's just like, but the thing about it is like, why? why, He's arguing over the, he's arguing over the word promotion, not arguing over the content. Right. And also, yeah, because he believes the content's true, as he went on to say. Why are we wasting time putting any thought into what the NBA Kanye is saying? He he's just flapping his gums and he. Well, you know why we are, Tim? You know know why we are, Tim? Because the Nets won't do anything about it. So it's just ongoing. Like, that's what this comes down to. Uh, I'm just saying, like, to to try to figure out the thought process that he's putting into it. There's no thought process. He's 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 insane. That's right. But look, but like the Nets could have made took a stand here. But you said it before. This team stinks. This team isn't six and one. They're they're two and six after this game. They're not any good. Like, take for after years of this guy immolating your franchise, take some kind of stand. Say, hey, you know what? Go away for a couple days. Let's like no, no they did that last year with the vaccine and and how long did that last? Oh, actually, come on. You you can have it your way. Come play for us on the road. That'll go well. Well, they've always let Kyrie do everything he wants. We're gonna wrap this up because we're because it's getting into that zone. But I'm just gonna read a quote. Kevin Durant said at Media Day, 2022 Media Day, six weeks ago, when he was asked why he asked for a trade. It's the first time he talked publicly, if you remember, why he asked for a trade. And he said a couple of things. I don't want to make it sound this is the only thing that he said. But I'm going to read a direct quote. I wanted everybody to be held accountable for their habits as a basketball player. I think a lot of stuff was getting swept under the rug. I mean, that was six weeks ago. Don't cause a fuss. All right. Thank you. Listen to the collective podcast. Thank you to Jackson, our producer for working late. Thank you to McMahon and bond temps. We'll be, we'll be back in a couple of days to actually talk about basketball or no. I don't know because who knows what will happen in the next couple of days in the story. I mean, we did. I did a whole my pod. Point, my yesterday. point was we'll be back uh, later in the week, I believe. Unless yeah. I'm correct about that. No, I think you're correct. Um, I had a really lovely pod that Jackson produced that came out on Tuesday, which didn't mention the Nets. Uh, actually, it did mention the Nets' defense. Didn't mention Kyrie Irving's issues. Um, that was a full pod about about the NBA. If you want to check that out as well. All right, we'll talk to you later in the week. Adios, amigos. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply.